Hey, welcome everybody back to the Soul Focus podcast, uh, Soul Focus Radio. I'm back here with our CEO of the Soul Focus Group, Brother Madi. Hey, everybody, how y'all doing? So glad to have you online with us, all everybody from around the world listening to this podcast. Thank you for supporting us and thank you for allowing us to help provide you with uh, what we say inspiration to move toward the goals and that you desire in your life. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, for our listening audience, as well as for you, uh, M, we're going to continue our conversation, uh, you know, digging into to your history and how you, you became uh, a leader of the Soul Focus movement. And one of the things, you know, in our last podcast, we spent a lot of time talking about your relationship with your spiritual teacher. And I know there was uh, so, so much more to talk about in, in that context. But uh, and, you know, I have, of course, learned so much uh, from him via you. And so I I really, you know, in AA, we talk about, you know, we have sponsors and we talk about our sponsor sponsor as our grand sponsor. And I feel like I have a, a spiritual relationship to you, your teacher via you. And so I'm honored to continue this conversation. Was there more you wanted to share uh, in, in that realm? Well, you know, Brother Wali, uh, we, we used to call him the Black Buddha, uh, was such a, a, a compassionate man in, in, in the regards that he saw our greatness in us and wanted us wanted more than more than anything else was for us to realize our greatness too not that we were greater than anybody else or less than anybody else but just to equal up to the greatness within ourselves the idea that every single one of us have inherent greatness and that greatness is not dependent upon someone else being lower than you or higher than you it's just who we are and equaling up to that you know right. so one of the first laws that he universal laws that he would uh you know present to us is the idea that you are neither greater than or less than anyone else you are only equal to yourself and that your your goal in life should be becoming equal to your greatest the greatest version of you right and that's what everybody's goal should be you know that's why we don't we don't recommend following people because the only person you should be following is yourself and getting better at following yourself, following the blueprint that soul that's set out for your life. Right. Uh, you know, and nobody knows what your blueprint is, but you and you have to go inside yourself to uncover what it is. And so, my dear, you talk about universal laws, your exposure to universal laws uh, via the, the teacher, your teacher. You know, one of the things I've heard you talk about, you know, especially in the context of your journey, becoming a life coach and beginning to do that work was you were challenged to develop something and you ended up developing the, the art of life recycling. Right. Am I saying that correctly? Correct. Correct. So, and I know out of that has come a, a universal law that is very uh, rooted in soul focused psychology is all is to be used. Nothing is to be wasted. Now, Correct. I wonder if you'd like to speak about that aspect of your journey. Well, you know. Just to talk a little bit about how that came up was, you know, uh, I think I was being one of those moments where I was being smart ass in the class. And uh, my teacher had put me out of the class at least twice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for being a smart ass and trying to, you know, I, my ego was on fleek. And so he put me out of the class and he told me, you know, don't come back. Right. Well, you know, when he did that, I would I would uh, I was I'll be there the next day. Knocking at, <laughs> knocking at the door, ringing the doorbell. And, you know, and he would send me home a couple of times and I'd come back. I keep coming back. And, he, and, he, and I, I ended up telling him, I, 
I said, man, I, I'm not going nowhere until you give me what you got for me. And I would apologize to him for, for being a, a smart ass, you know. But one day I was being a smart ass and myself and a couple other college graduates at the table. And he said, y'all think y'all ready to graduate? And we was like, you know, we try to try to act like we were humble, acting humble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you think, uh, you know, you know, brother Wally, whatever you think, you know, but, but, but he really saw that we were being arrogant about the whole thing. And so he said, just he said, I, I'll graduate each and every one of you if you come back with one original idea. And I, I bust out in a matter, matter of minutes. I was like, oh, man, that's it. I, 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 I'll be back. I'll be back with one tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Tomorrow came. No original idea. On that next month came, no original idea. Because I came back with ideas and they were not original. But in my mind, ideas like what? Like well, what? Do you remember? I don't exactly remember, but I know they weren't original. I just thought they were original. Right, right. But there were things that, that what people were already doing. Right. Things that were already out there. And uh, so I hadn't really did that much research on it, but just on straight, you know face value looking at it you knew it wasn't original but in my mind mm-hmm. in my ego-based mind i thought it was mm-hmm. so fast forward uh i didn't come up, i wasn't able to create an original idea f- until five years later wow took me wow. five years to <laughs> to create wow. an original idea and original wow. ideas uh we know that I, when we say create it's important that we uh put that in context mm-hmm. now this may sound sort of uh esoteric but Creation is a is a is a is a process of manifestation. The idea that there's things that already exist that you are going to bring into the light of the light from the darkness into the light. Mm-hmm. And, and when you bring it into the light, we say we call that creation. But the reality is, on a, at, at a certain vibrational frequency, that thing already existed already. Right. So the idea of creating some, you know, the idea of creating something that never existed is not it's not reality because you have different levels of vibrations in which different things exist on. So what creation would be an original idea is that you come upon something, you found something through your through your search of looking for an an original idea that no one has landed on yet. You know, like you, you, you put it on, you put it, you go do a, a, a search on the Internet and you see nobody has that idea. Nobody right. even thought of it. Right. So when I came up with the art of life recycling, it was like that moment, you know, uh, the art of life recycling dot com. You put it up. Nobody. No, huh. You know, nobody. And I was like, wow, I can't believe nobody thought of the art of life recycling. And the art of life recycling was simply this. A system that I created that was designed to recycle human relationship waste, which was another original idea, hmm. the idea of human relationship waste. The human relationship waste uh, I defined as all of the experiences in our lives that are incomplete, that we don't know what to do with, that hmm. slows us down, slows down our brain functioning and our mind functioning, causes us to go in circles, and that slows, slows our life down, makes us less effective. So the right. art of life recycling was designed to teach people how to repurpose or recycle those incomplete experiences until they become complete and we can move on. Right. Mm. And it was it was based on something that I saw Bill Gates uh, introduced to uh, the, the computer technology at the time, because 
at one time there was a icon that was a first there was a trash can trash can icon mm. on the computers a long time ago right and, mm. and when you would when you would dump unwanted information into that trash can it would slow down the computer function so the computers would slow would operate slower and slower the most the most stuff you would dump into the trash can Bill Gates came along and introduced the recycle bin. Mm-hmm. And the recycle bin, what, it, what people didn't realize was that it essentially introduced ecology to computer technology. Mm-hmm. So he was applying the laws of ecology to computer technology. So when you dump information in, it wasn't just getting rid of it. It was recycling it, creating a, a, a recycle flow where things are being reused within the world, the computer world. And then came right. Windows, right? Then came Windows. So, but all that was essential to the, the foundation of Windows, the idea that ecology was being applied to, to this technology. Well, when I saw that, I thought to myself, well, if ecology can help to help the computers to function and communicate better, then us applying ecology to our own lives and our own relationships could help us to function better. That's what, that's what brought into existence the art of life recycling and recycling human relationship ways. Hmm. So, so for our listeners, Madi, What's an example of of uh, human waste and how that human. would be recycled, repurposed, transmuted, right. what, right. what have you? Okay, so first of all, you got to understand when we say human relationship waste, we might call it relationship waste. It's because all experiences happen in the context of relationship. Relationship right. with someone else, relationships to yourself, relationship to the environment, relationship to the, whatever. You, mm-hmm. It's you in relationship to something else where experiences are always created. Now. Right. Uh, 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 any incomplete experience, which we talked about in a couple of other podcasts about the idea of what ego-focused uh, psychology is about, is you showing up incomplete and therefore creating an incomplete experience, which gets you caught up in a loop of repeating the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And until you complete it, you will be in that loop, right? It's like right. Fa- failing a class that you keep repeating and you don't understand why you keep repeating, but you keep repeating. Mm-hmm. So that that could be something like maybe even as a child you may uh, abuse, abandoned like myself, you know, experience abandonment. So that what that created was an incomplete experience for me, where because I, I did not understand there were things that I suppressed in myself about why I saw the signs and symptoms that I I had been abandoned. Me and my two brothers had been abandoned, but it didn't it didn't make sense because uh, the experience was not complete for me. In other words. It was so painful and so traumatic that I blocked it out. Mm-hmm. The only mm-hmm. the only way I knew that I had relationship waste in that area, especially in the area of family and intimate relationships, was that I would go to a certain point and turn back at the same place. I would mm-hmm. go to a certain point and turn back and mm-hmm. go to a certain point and turn back, which was telling me that there was trauma, that I experienced a trauma. But there was a it was a blank space in my memory because I had suppressed right. the actual thing that had happened. That where, you know, the the abandonment issue or the abandonment actually took place. So any experience that you don't understand or any experience that you created out of, you know, your childlike uh, mind, you know, you have a childlike interpretation of something that is happening to happening to you. That childlike interpretation oftentimes becomes, you know, your permanent, not permanent, but experience that you that you start you start associating other events with. It eventually creates a pattern in your subconscious mind that becomes, you know, like like a construct that appears mm-hmm. real to you. And it then influences how you live. 
And if you don't understand how it is, then you, you once again, you'll find yourself repeating the same sort of unwanted outcomes that I saw myself repeating in my intimate relationships with women and in, in among my family. Same unwanted outcomes repeating themselves over and over again. So that was human relationship waste because I didn't know what to do with that. Hmm. So hmm. I, what I didn't know, and his was, his was profound about soul-focused technology, is that you can transform your incompletes into completes. Because an experience is something created by you. It, has, it is not stuck in time. What's stuck in time is the event the thing happened. Right. But the experience is always relative time, not linear right. time. The event is right. linear time, but the, the experience is relative time. You get what I mean? I do. I do. Right. I and do. So, and so in relative time, we could transform every incomplete experience into a complete. In other words, we could redefine it such that we come complete in it. We show up right. whole and we understand the lesson right. and we can move on. Right. 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 And so, you know, so in terms of understanding, Madi, one of the ways that it's helped me to understand this, this law, uh, universal law, was through the process of recovery for me. And so going through things that I experienced as a child that, you know, I, I experienced as being abusive, traumatic, you know, and, and, and damaging emotionally. Now I've been able to transmute those experiences that allow me to have a level of sensitivity and working with other people, a level of sensitivity and uh, uh, care for even those who are perpetuators of the abuse towards me, right? Right. Uh, um, so that's just one form of uh, how those experiences have been recycled and then can be used to help other people as well. Right. And, and, and to show me more about myself. Definitely, because the whole reason why you have, we, we are here is to have experience. Right. But what happens is when we have we when we start stacking up the incompletes, where that stacks up at is in your subconscious mind and uh, your subconscious mind runs about 95 to what they say, 95 to 88 percent of your life is run by your subconscious mind daily. And where, where all of these incompletes stack up is there. So you don't even know that, you, you know, you have a habitual cycle that is linked to these incompletes that keeps you caught in the gravitational pull of the unwanted, unwanted experience over and over again. And you think it's something wrong with you, but it's not something wrong with you. It's something wrong with the programming in your subconscious mind that has been created by these incomplete experiences that, are, that I call human relationship ways. Mm -hmm. and, 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 so, and so to say this is that the, the sort of foundation of soul-focused psychology is in the art of life recycling. There's a lot of life recycling is the engine of all of this. You know, right. it's like this perpetual motion that's going on in the universe that says you can reuse this. You can repurpose this. You can find a greater use than you've made for it before. And therefore, you could turn your life around. And this is what the universe calls redemption. Mm -hmm. This is what redemption really means. It means to recycle or repurpose that which you at first saw no value in. That if you look at it from a different angle, with a different perspective, you could see that it has more than value in it, but it can t transform your life and take you to a whole nother level of living. Wow. Wow. Very, very powerful work, bro. And as you, as you talk about this, I mean, what, of course, it brings up for me is your transition from that, that moment of creation and bringing this into the material world um, from the spirit world. And how you transitioned into becoming a life coach. And what I really want to uh, uh, start to dig into in our next podcast is 
what what led you to become a life coach? What did you begin to learn about yourself and about people as you begin to apply this through the practice of life coaching? And so that's what we're going to for the listeners. If you stay tuned for the next episode, we're going to dive deep into uh, uh, Brother M's experience as a life coach, because, you know, that's how many of us met him and engaged with him uh, and learned and grew with him. So I'm very excited for that. We want to thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. And as always, we love you. Peace. We love you. Peace.